Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. If you haven't already done so, please stow your bad vibes underneath the seat in front of you or in an overhead bin. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt. On behalf of Sham, Uptown Mike, and the entire crew, welcome aboard the Black Sand Podcast. Nonstop service from New York to Toronto, with our final destination being Abu Dhabi. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, we, can, we can get into let's it Let's get now. into it. All right, yeah, let's go. All right. All right, one, Black two, say... Wait, all right. go ahead. Black... Pop it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can keep that. We can keep that. All right. All right, Black Sand Podcast. All right, so this is the episode. This is probably the most requested episode, I think. And uh, it's the money episode. So what are we doing uh, to kind of secure the bag? And today we brought a special guest. I'll let Mike introduce the guest. And I'll just run through how we're going to run this episode. Um, Definitely want to introduce uh, my guy. Went to college with him. Played college ball together. Um, He's an entrepreneur, real estate investor, stock market investor, options trader, investor, um, you know, tech guru, you know, Damon Brown. Welcome to the show, man. Good to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate y'all having me. All right. So, you know, we're definitely going to be talking about our individual styles. You know, we'll we'll touch base a little bit on that. I know um, I got a few updates regarding what I'm doing. Mike got a few as well. All right, let's get right into it. So uh, the first thing is expats. Mike, you want to touch on how uh, it works for Americans and 401ks while abroad? Yes, so um, it doesn't work. (laughs) Just a long story (laughs) short. But yeah, when you move abroad, you don't have that benefit of um, having a 401k because a 401k is something that is uh, traditionally provided by U.S. companies. And um, as an American, you'll get tax exempt and you'll have some tax benefits for investing in your 401k. So even um, the IRAs as well is tricky when it comes to investing and contributing to that um, when you're abroad or you're an expat. But the one benefit is you're going to be gaining um, income, which is not taxed up until, I guess, uh, you know, the latest rules up until $100,000. So You'll be saving tremendously through that. But um, right now, if you're an expat, a lot of this, you know, retirement and things like that is really up to you on how you want to retire. You really have to manage your um, investments, whether that be through investing in stocks or investing in real estate. Um, that's totally up to you. No help from the employer with the 401k or any pension plans unless in the country you're living in, they offer that. I know in Saudi, they offer, offer pension plans, correct? Well, it all depends on the country. I mean, sorry, the company, right? So some companies yeah. do some um, some matching when it comes to their stock options to help out their employers, but uh, it's not really as popular as you would think. So it's only those companies doing really well off that uh, know that it's a it's a it's a really good incentives that they have them. So, uh, but the same kind of thing works for Canadians. So in Canada, we have something called the RSP. And when you move abroad, you have to change your status from a, a, a Canadian citizen to a, a non-resident for tax purposes. So once you do that, uh, you make that transition, uh, you're no longer allowed to contribute to 
government program. So that's, you can consider that our 401k and you're no longer allowed to contribute that because you're making money abroad. Uh, we have tax-free, we have tax-free accounts as well, where people would usually open up um, with a brokerage and the money that's made in there would be sheltered from, uh, from taxes. But when you're overseas, you're no longer allowed to contribute to those kind of things. But uh, it's not the, it's not the end of the, you know, it's not the end of the day. You know, you can open up different brokerages as long as you let them know that, yeah, I'm a Canadian citizen, but uh, my, my new status is uh, non-Canadian uh, for tax purposes. So once you do that, the money that you make abroad can be touched by the feds uh, in Canada. So the only thing is when you do move back, you got to make sure you sell that pocket and that you sell it before you land. Uh, you sell it before you leave, and when you land, you can just repurchase it through a Canadian brokerage. But uh, we could get into that for those Canadians. Always hit me up. I feel like there's more Americans that listen to our podcast. Man. Is, I get more man, love on. This. I, I was looking crazy. at the I was looking at the analytics, man. I was like, damn. I was, I was going to tell you. I was like, hey, you need some more marketing and see and surround. Yeah, I, I'm so I'm salty, man. <laughs> I get I get the likes on Instagram, but that don't mean nothing if you guys aren't tuning in. So I'm gonna start, you know, poking people. Oh, they don't got that on Instagram. I'm gonna start DMing people, making sure that they're listening. But it's kind of our fault too. We fell off, you know. We had a good thing going, and we took a long break. But uh, all good, all good. So Mike, when it comes to stocks, you know, you know my my appetite and my risk tolerance. Yeah, hold on, is a hold, lot on hold on. But wait, before we we don't get into me, but let's let's get a little brief with, with my boy Damon. So. Damon, talk to us. So I, today, it's going it's to be mostly about you. We're going to touch on my stuff. But um, how did you get into investing in real estate, stocks, and then options? And I'm going to let you know off the bat, we're really going to focus on the options today. Um, so, yeah, can you give us like just a brief background? And honestly, as a, speaking from an expat perspective, whatever he's going to talk about today, you can still do it as an expat as well. So just to let people know. Right. So... For me personally, I've always had like a, a thing for, for real estate. I always knew that I wanted to get in real estate um, from a young age. Um, you know, it did seem scary somewhat um, at first, you know, um, especially not, not knowing too much, so to speak. But um, a couple of years ago, um, a friend of mine introduced me to um, someone and then um, I was able to get my first um, multi-unit property. Um, so... Um, you know, and it just went from there. I leveraged that property um, and started getting a few more properties. Um, since then, I just recently purchased another property um, two days ago. Um, in terms of the stock market, um, again, the stock market seems super scary. Um, you don't know what you don't know. So, um, you know, in that sense, um, it always seemed like much of, much more of a beast than um, it really is. Um, so I've always, like, invested through, like, uh, you know, my 401k um, and things, things through work. But... It wasn't until this year when I started to uh, really look into um, things outside of like, you know, my 401k in terms of options trading and then doing some um, personal investing in the stock market. Um, I was able to kind of grow uh, from there the more I started to learn. Yeah. And just about that in the 401k, as a beginner, it's, um, it's cool just that you're even making that step to invest in the 401k and hopefully you're putting enough where like even the, the company is just matching that. So that's free money off the bat. But now I right. guess you're in a sense now where you can actually know what you're investing in, in the 401k. Because I speak to a lot of people and they just say, yeah, I'm investing in the 401k, but they don't even actually know what they have in there. And a lot of times you're not even maximizing that account because you could be doubling up 
on the same mutual funds or ETFs that are in the 401k instead of keeping it truly diversified and all that. Like I, right, I've on. actually looked at some of my friends' 401k and it's like they'll just put everything either in, in one asset, like it'll be a large cap or something like that, or, you know, 401ks usually give you three different options, but it's almost the same thing and it's like doubling up and they think they're doing the best by maximizing or having diversity to, you know, I guess, what is it? To leverage their, or I guess to manage their risk because not all the time U.S. is going to be up. Not all the time, you know, Europe is going to be up or things like that, maybe emerging markets. So the best thing for me, my advice, and I'm not a financial advisor, is just be diversified <laughs> in everything, you know? Yeah, hold on, Mike. I think you're going a little bit too fast for everyone tuning in, bro. Like, you know, you know you've been in this game for a bit, but we got to slow it down just a little bit. Uh, All right. So talking about when we double up and making sure that we're not over um, putting too much in the, into the same types of funds. So let's slow that part down and just remember, like some people are just going to get into this after this episode. So yeah. let's just go over that part about not making sure you're not buying the same products or the, sorry, the same stocks. Cause this All is right. a common mistake. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. So a lot of times people, They'll buy um, an ETF. So, you know, the, the basic way to stop starting to the stock market, if you open up an account or 401k, um, you look at something where it's like the S&P 500. Um, you know, the Standard & Poor's is like top 500 companies that, that, that's the index that they follow, right? So you'll get, some, you'll get a product, an investment product that invests in the same companies. Those companies are going to have your Amazon, your, your Googles, your Teslas. They, well, Tesla now is joining. Um, December 25th. Yeah, finally. So, now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's going to have those standard stocks and then, though, and then you'll also get something else that's like, oh, okay, I want to get this tech ETF or something like that. And that same tech ETF is going to have probably the majority of stocks that are in the S&P. Maybe it's just weighted slightly right. or differently, but there's no diversification in that. And the key okay, so to, yeah. Let me, let me actually break it down with like real numbers. So right now I'm looking at the VTI, which is an ETF that tracks the F and S&P 500. So mm -hmm. the top five holdings are Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, and Google, right? So in that ETF, that's about, uh, let me look real quick. That's about 12% of that whole portfolio. So it wouldn't make sense for you to go ahead and buy a tech ETF, right? Because you're already getting that when you invest in something like the the VTI. I think that's the best way to put it. Just got to make sure you take a look at your holdings within your ETFs. Cause like Mike said, that is the easiest way to start out and make sure you don't double up. So uh, we just mentioned Tesla briefly. And we just said that Tesla wasn't in the S and P 500. So if you, if you were a fan of Tesla, you wouldn't be doubling up when you buy this ETF, but when it joins the, the S and P 500, then uh, you will become a owner of that stock as well. Yeah. Right. And the whole so, thing, the whole thing is exposure. You don't want to be exposed too much to a certain sector or a certain company, you know, because then you're liable. If if Tesla, if, you, if you're 50 percent exposed to, let's say, a Tesla or any other company, Apple, if that one company messes up, that potentially that's going to hurt your portfolio tremendously. But if you're diversified in the overall market, then you're kind of safe for that, you know, even by region, by sector, by industry, all of that stuff. It's, it's great to just practice diversity. 
All right, Dave, let's talk about your risk tolerance before you kind of break down your portfolio. So I'm, I'm ultra conservative. And the reason why I am is because uh, I don't got a pension out here. So I just put in the same amount, dollar cost average, you know, and just like I, you know, in the, in the end, the turtle beats the, the rabbit, right? So that's how I kind of look at investing. It's just like slow and steady wins the race, right? So right. <laughs> when I'm ready to retire, you know what I mean? I know what I'm going to have. And it's all good. Mike's laughing, but you know, if you look at a, I'll take a Honda over a Lamborghini if we're talking about. 10 cent returns. <laughs> the 10% returns ain't going to cut it, man. <laughs> hey, hey man, I, it's, it, I got 15 right now. It's 15% on my, on my slow but sure EFTs. But like I was saying, you know, if I got 20 years, I'm taking a, I'm taking a Honda Accord over a Lamborghini because I know the up, what the upkeep's like. But back to Dame. All right, so Dame, just just run through what your risk tolerance is. Uh, also, some of the stuff that you you some of the mistakes you made when you first started investing in stocks, and then some of the highlights, some of the things that you want to you know some of the jewels you want to drop to people listening. Yeah, sure. So uh, right now, my risk tolerance is kind of kind of balanced, right? So aside from real estate, I'm doing um, options trading, and then also long term investing. Um, so I have my 401k, and then I have my um, like you said, you prefer slow and steady. So dividend investing in companies that are paying me out monthly um, as well as quarterly. And that's more so like, okay, my backbone, like my ace in the hole. Um, now, aside from that, in terms of options, I'm a little bit more uh, more risky. Um, so I do have long-term options and then shorter-term options. So um, how I like to play options is long-term acts as basically a high-interest um, savings account. You know, so... If I'm doing a long-term option, which we call a leap, um, you know, for one year out, two years out, um, or something like that, then you know, I can I can easily see 500%, um, 800% return um, on my investment. Um, the same thing with <laughs> uh, same thing with, the same thing with you know a, a short-term um, option trade. And when I say short-term, I mean like uh, my shorter term are like two or three months out, right? So. Um, how my strategy works with options is picking a certain strike price, which is a strike price is where do you believe the uh, a stock can get to by a certain time um, before that expiration? Um, so I'm picking a certain strike price and giving myself time, right? Because when it comes to options, time is the most important thing um, and where I can see like a high return. Uh, I just did an options play um, last week. Um, I still had about two months on it, but Within two days, I had eight hundred percent, eight hundred percent return. Yeah, that's, yo, some yeah. people think. And, and wait, we gonna get your Instagram and all that, your social media at the end of this. But my yeah. boy really do post the numbers. You know what I mean? So this is all. <laughs> but um, I just, I just want to just make it clear because even options, I, I'm new to options as well. So just right. so people understand the difference between owning a stock. So if you own a stock, it's actually equity in a company. You actually, you know, you're part owner, I guess. You have voting rights. So, Dame, can you break that down? Like, what is actually an option? Because Sham, Sham, we talked the other day. He said, oh, that's gambling. You're betting, basically. Right. So how, what is an option and how do people, because there's different ways people actually use option. You, mm-hmm. what you just spoke about now, you're just trading on those contracts. You're not actually executing right. Option. No. Can you just walk us through it? Well, for me, at least, the purpose of options are for for leverage, right? So 
I can take these these gains from options and then park those into some long-term steady dividend um, investment stocks. So I can park this in, in real estate. Um, but it's also, you know, a leverage play. You know, like you guys spoke to, you want to be diversified. So what is an option? An option is basically just a contract, right, which gives you the right to buy or sell a stock at a certain price, right? So an option gives you essentially control over 100 shares of a particular stock. You don't own those stocks, but it basically gives you control. It's just like paperwork that says, hey, here's this contract. You control this for a certain amount of time. Um, if the, the value of that stock increases, which is what we call the call, you know, if you play on a call side, then the value of that contract increases, right? If you play the downside, uh, which is a put, if the value of that stock decreases, um, then the value of that contract also increases. So the beauty, the beautiful thing about options is um, you can get paid uh, substantially on either side. You know, and that's the difference between stocks and then also um, less initial capital is needed to have a much more substantial return. Man, I just thought about this for, for my real estate guys. Is this is this like wholesaling? It, it, it the concept is similar, right? So that's right. Yeah. If yeah, so with wholesaling, no. you know, you have a contract that says basically, okay, you know, you have a seller, right? Whatever you negotiate that that price from the seller as a um, in that contract, right? That's what you get into the contract for, and then you can just flip that piece of paper to an end buyer and then whatever your profit is, you know, in between that's, that's what you keep. But the difference with options is, as I said, you can make money if a stock goes down um, on the put side. Yeah. Now, yeah. all right, all that sounds nice, Dame. <laughs> all that sounds cute and everything. We got my call, we got, we got the put. And by the way, thank you for putting in such easy terms to follow, yeah. right? So how do I lose money? So my thing is when these contracts expire, then what? Right. right, so let's let's run through that. Yeah, sure. So again, with options, we're not really looking to execute these contracts, right? We're more so looking to cash out on the momentum and the volatility of these of these options contracts and, and these premiums, right? So um, you can you can lose money, right? The most money that you can ever lose in options, um, for the most part, if you're using like a cash account and not. Um, a margin account, the most you can lose is what you put in. So if I put in $100, right, if I'm not managing my risk and not managing my account, then I can lose that whole $100. You know what I'm saying? If I put in $200, the, the same thing goes, right? But usually you want to, you know, before you even start trading, before you even open up a brokerage account, one, you want to identify what type of trader you are because you may decide that I don't have an appetite for trading options. You know, that might not be for you. Two, you want to understand your risk, your risk to reward ratios. What am I willing to lose to make X amount of profit? Is it, you know, one to three, one to four, one to 10? How much money am I willing to lose, um, you know, to make, to make a profit? All right. So How do I lose money? <laughs> How do you lose money? <laughs> How do I lose okay. money? So, all right. So, so for like for sorry, let me just run through my. my I guess what's a, what's a bad what's a bad trade? What are all the so, scenarios? So, where... so, so let's uh, let's like use some a little bit of some concrete dollars. All right. So, uh, right. one example that we were looking at was Sony, and let's say it was seventy dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to make a call at. At, at $80, all right? PlayStation 5 is coming out. I think this thing's mm -hmm. going to go through the roof. CPO is going to start buying it. So if this goes south and it mm -hmm. suddenly drops to like 60 bucks, mm -hmm. 
do I lose money at, at a what, or how do I lose money? So if I hold this option for two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, and it expires and the new price is at 60 bucks, then whatever I put out the hundred dollars or whatever, um, for the share that I bought, that's how I would lose the money. Correct. Correct. Right. So if you, okay. this, you purchase an option contract and you believe that it's going to go up to 80. So you purchase an 80 call, um, for whatever expiration and it does the opposite. Um, then yeah, you would, you would lose money, but again, it's, it's managing your risk. So if that contract decreased um, 20% in value and then that was your 20% um, risk to reward, then you would essentially just sell that options contract at a 20% loss. Right. Okay. That's cool. Mike, why don't you just say that, bro? When we were talking offline, I would have understood. <laughs> <laughs> I told you all of this. All right. All right. All right. I appreciate that, Dame. I appreciate no that, Dame. All right, so let's go back into uh, stocks for a little bit. So let's talk about um, uh, some of the some of the mistakes you made early on, and um, what you learned from them, and kind of like what do you tell your people that kind of reach out to you for advice? Uh, that was for me or for Mike? Well, from oh, sorry, that was for Mike. Mike, because uh, okay. you've been uh, you've been uh, running around like a hot boy, you know, talking about your stocks, you know, lately doing too well, you know, is that a shout out to Trump or a shout out to Biden, Mike? Shout out to none of them, man. Tech, tech, tech stocks is doing their own thing. No matter who's in, who's in office, tech stocks is going to get money. So, you know, but, um, All right, let's, let's get, let's get real specific, Mike. So remember, we're not a financial advice. Um, we're not financial advisors. We're just going to talk about, you know, wins and losses. So right now Mike is winning. So Mike, what have you been winning in lately? All right, so let me uh, let me first. I have my account open and then it just closed on me real yeah. quick. But yeah, uh, but um, I'll, I'll give you a gen- so in general when I say investing in stocks, um, I'm not an expert. I know I'm not an expert, and when you start investing, you'll realize that quick once you lose some money, you know, <laughs> you're not an expert. So what I try to do, I try to be disciplined. You always have to have, um, I guess, a strategy. And so um, whether it's in my brokerage account or even in my 401k that I, so I have a rollover 401k that I can't contribute money to, but um, I'm not contributing anything, but I did before I I left the States, I did have a pile of money in there and I didn't want to take it out and spend or whatever. I just rolled it over. So it's still in that kind of account where it's not being taxed on my, on my, um, on my gains or on my gains basically during this period before I retire. But my strategy is 70%, I'm going to put it in the safe ETFs, broad markets. That's what I'm going to do in my, in my brokerage account and in my 401k. So 70% is I'm investing in the U.S. large cap, mid cap. Um, I'm doing a little bit of emerging market. I'm doing some international ETFs and all that. And, and then also I'll throw in like a specific, I want to overweight on the tech market. So I'll do a spe- specified um, tech ETF to have that overweighted. Um, so I do that. Then I take 30, 30% aside and that's my 30% to really what I call grow the account. Because your standard ETFs, I mean, in the past three years or four years, even before that, to me, ETFs, if you have a good one and the market is rolling, you're going to get 20% a year, you know? But still, if you're starting from nothing and you're just building your account, that 20% isn't really doing much. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, the turtle wins at the end, bro. Hey, I'm not going to let you (laughs) 
I don't know about you, but I know, I know, I know the lifestyle I want to, I want to live. So I know I need a certain amount of money before I need to, um, before I retire. So it's like, okay, how am I going to get these? And, um, like I said, so the 30%, I like to, um, you know, focus in on companies that I believe in. So that's, that's one thing. Um, I do not do penny stocks. So I absolutely like, Hey, it gets on my nerve when someone says, Oh, this stock is cheap and all that. The price of a stock has nothing to do whether it's cheap or not or anything like that. You got to look at the market value of the, of the company, you know, cause that, and, and the market value of, if the stock, if the company has issued more stocks, then that's what makes the actual price cheaper. You know, that, that's all that is. So when you look at it, Oh, it's $5. I should get it. Like, that has nothing stock the the price of the stock has nothing to do with anything because as you see like companies like Amazon and Tesla they're expensive but they're still gaining you know 100% 80% just the stock we're not even talking about the um the the options you know so when it comes to what's my philosophy for philosophy in investing i'm not a technical guy even though i'm into it i'm not a technical analyst so that's like people that do the that read the charts and things like that i need to add that to my to my knowledge base i just have it you do yeah I, I i really need to but i'm mostly i'm a fundamental um analysis type of guy so i look at the the, the earnings the revenue that they get i look at the balance sheet of a company to see if it's a healthy company to invest in and the main principle which I've, I've heard it from so many just uh, like stock gurus or investors is the first thing you want to start off with is invest in what you know. So that 30% that I take off, I'm, I, I highly believe in investing in what you know. So that's me, tech stocks, um, that's anything that I use day to day. So it's like Apple. We love Apple. I have an iPhone. I haven't switched, switched to iPhone in like 10, 15 years. I got a, I'm on this Mac. It's not going away. So once I know, okay, this is a product, <laughs> let me look at the balance sheet. You know how much cash Apple has? The numbers look amazing. You look at, you know, the growth chart of the company is still considered a growth, a growth company, even though they're paying dividends now, I'm definitely going to buy Apple. So Apple's in the, in that 30% where I'm putting it in, even though I have it in the ETFs, but I need that hundred percent. Yeah, you just so yeah. yeah. Uh, then, we, we, we're contradicting then, ourselves a little bit, but that's real though. I'll be honest. No, like, but I know, I know what I'm doing. Me, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a difference, but if we just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah, that is going against what we said earlier in the show. But yeah, um, but I'm making a conscious yeah. decision. I want to overweight yeah. and know in that company because I believe in that company. Another thing is Uber. Uber is a big one for me this year. I, when I go to the city, especially New York City, call me Bougie or whatever, I haven't taken a train in years. You know what I mean? It's just too many crazies out there. So I'm on the Uber. I love Uber. And it's like you look at the numbers. One thing about Uber, they haven't turned profit this year. But when you look at all these new tech startups and all that, it takes a while for all of them to turn profit. But then when you see what Uber is doing as far as the food delivery service, they're starting to do the Uber, what is it, the, the delivery with the trucks and everything like that. I see the potential in them, so that's a risk that I'm willing to take. You know, so Uber's a big one. Another one is uh, Jumia, which um, that was the big one. That was the home run hitter. I'm talking about 600, 700% in a stock. 
that has never been done yeah. before for me. I've never done that before. So I was. Hold on for a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. So, hey, hey, Dame, does Mike send you the screenshots of these these uh, these returns like he does me? You know, every time he's feeling good, he just sends me a little screenshot. Yeah, 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 he, he does. We kind of we kind of share screenshots back and forth. I think uh, yeah. I don't know if I had like twelve or thirteen hundred percent on on Jamia, um, and Jeez. I know he did pretty well. Also, so yeah, Jamia yeah, was a home run. You know, but life also has to humble Mike a little bit. So, Mike, what about that loss you had? What about that uh, breathalyzer joint? Well, let me tell you, I got to upgrade. I got to upgrade the meetings. <laughs> we running out of time. Come on, all, Zoom. All good, man. All good. There might have to be a, a part two for sure. No, no, I'm going to upgrade it because we got to get we, Dame. Dame needs his time. I've been talking way too much. <laughs> Let me just yeah. finish off. What was it? Oh, the breathalyzer stock. Oh, so that's one thing, too. Uh, marijuana stocks. You see the laws are going to change. Now we got a new president and all that. So, and people's views, specifically in America, in Toronto, you guys are legal with it. Um, specifically in America, the change is coming. Once it goes to a federal law, where, um, you know, where it's legal just nationwide, that's going to be huge. But even in other countries, Amsterdam has been ahead of the game. Even in Beirut, which is, a, you know, an Arab country and all that, they've actually, I think they decriminalized um, marijuana and they're actually going to start um, growing marijuana there for tax purposes and all that. So you're going to see, even I was in Cape Town last year for my birthday, they Last year from birth around that time, they just decriminalized it as well. So you see the change, and it's something where I, I, I believe that it's um, a great benefit, like for medical purposes and all that. I think it's better than these prescription drugs. So, drugs. so that 30% things are what I believe in, that's what I'm going to. I thought the breathalyzer was going to come up because I said, yeah, there's a way because people could take this out of control. There's, a, there's, there's this company that's investing in a marijuana breathalyzer, but look at the mistakes that I, that I made, which going into my strategy again is, um, you know, I went off track. Whenever I lose money, I go off track. It was a penny stock. Um, I didn't really look at the fundamentals. It just sounded nice. The, high, the headlines were great and I invested to it. Whenever I go off track or go off the strategy, that's when I lose money. And that's point blank period from real estate to options to stocks, always have a strategy. You know what I mean? So that's it. What are right. yeah. Uh, yeah, back to you, Dame. Uh, real quick. So, you know, you, you made options sound like something really simple. Mm -hmm. So as a beginner, is there a, is there a website that you use, like, for to practice on paper, so to, so to speak? Uh, anything that you could suggest in that way? Yeah. Uh, I actually got my, um, I got my degree from YouTube University. I got my PhD, uh -huh. so <laughs> I would recommend <laughs> anyone looking to start out with options, go to YouTube, um, check out how to trade options for beginners. Um, you know, anybody usually when they come to me, I send them a few videos to watch, um, you know, some courses and things out there also if you want to take some relatively inexpensive courses. Um, but yeah, definitely just get an understanding of how to trade options and then there's a, you can paper trade on um, TD, Think or Swim. Um, you can paper trade options. I think they start you off with like $200,000. Uh, paper trade might just kind of get familiar with the platform and, and understand how to trade. So I definitely recommend those two. There you go. All right. So that's what we're going to do out there. We're going to be on YouTube, you know, getting knowledge ourselves. Then we're going to head over to do the, the paper kind of thing. Um, but uh I'm still not going to do it. I'm going to be
be a hundred with both of you, you know, slow and steady. You know, number one, number one rule, know yourself. You know, I'm from Toronto. That's what we always say, you know, know yourself. And, you know, when I get into something, I kind of get a bit too deep into it. You know, you know, my bit, my Bitcoin stories, Mike, you know, kind of go <laughs> full steam ahead and all of that. But uh, at the end, you know, I decided instead of just trying to find the home run, I'm just going to get on base every single time. So I just do the EFT thing. So uh, number one rule, know yourself. Number one, two, well, what does know yourself mean? Know your appetite, right? So I don't even check my, I don't, honestly don't even check my account. So I know I put the same money in every month and let it, do, you know, let it do what it do. Um, but, you know, so, but like I said, I diversify. So um, Mike talked about this a little bit, you know, so I have North American stocks, emerging markets, you know, so the Samsungs, the Alibabas and all that. I got European exposure. So uh, my, my risk is mitigated that way. But um, that's what I'm going to recommend. Now, if you're in Toronto, if you're in Canada, a platform that I'm going to recommend is called Wealthsimple. If you're overseas, if you're in the UAE um, and you really want to be hands-off, you can use a robo-investor called Sara. Uh, I could give you a bit more information. Just shoot us a DM on Instagram. And for America, what do you guys recommend? I recommend um, TD. Um, you can use E-Trade. Um, Chase for, you know, just simple brokerage things. But in terms of trading, definitely, I recommend TD. Think of Swim. Um, and kind of real quick, just to speak to knowing yourself. Um, I, felt, I felt like I knew myself until, uh, you know, I didn't never saw myself trading or doing anything like that. Again, I was real estate and then long-term stocks. I thought real estate was going to be, you know, that vehicle um, until I just kept seeing things on Instagram like we all do. Oh, you know, I turned this much into profit, this much into profit. So I'm like, all right, let me just see. So, you know, I bought a, a, a cheap course for like 60 bucks, 75 bucks. And then I, I looked into it and I was like, okay, you know, this, this, I can see where, where the money is. And then, once again, I thought I knew myself and then, you know, that kind of changed my outlook and my perspective and then, and then things changed. So I was kind of able to, uh, <laughs> start man, playing Dave, with that. investing. It sounds yourself, like you're trying man. to pull me in, man. You're trying to pull me in. That's what it sounds like, man. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you, you know, we, we spoke offline some of us spend $500 on just frivolous stuff, right? Stuff that doesn't, you know, really matter. So within uh, my first four weeks of trading from knowing absolutely nothing, right? Um, I made $11,517.06, right? Woo! Oh, a week after that, right? My first five weeks, um, I made $29,023.24, right? Um, my first nine weeks. Wait, right? this is all from the same five hundred, nothing more. The same five, the same five hundred dollars. Oh I man! With, I started with five hundred dollars. So my first nine weeks, right? Nine weeks in, um, I made one hundred and forty-one thousand twenty dollars and ninety-six cents, and that was um, a one day of seventy-seven thousand seven hundred and fifty-nine dollars and twenty-nine seven hundred fifty-nine dollars and twenty-nine cents. Um, one day. Um, That's crazy. Nine, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta put the disclaimer again, all right? This is not, not financial. A financial advice. <laughs> um, this is not financial advice. This is for informational 
purposes yeah. only. Motivational, motivational purposes only. You know, <laughs> yeah. but some, but somebody only. that actually did it. He's talking real numbers. This is not fake numbers. This is no. he actually did it. I have screenshots. I have the trades that I made. Um, not all of them, but a lot of the trades that I made. I have you know all of this stuff. So. And again, I'm not, I'm nowhere near an expert. Like I'm not an expert. I'm not a guru. I'm just a regular guy who, again, I got my PhD from YouTube University um, and learned how to do it. All right. And another thing I just want to throw out too, because I know a lot of people is going to take this episode and which is great, open up an account and then try to make trades the first day and things like that. Another option is, you know, before you even um, start to do that yourself is something called a robo account, which if you don't know what to do and you just want to start investing, you can open these accounts for free. I, I know TD Trade probably has one. Fidelity definitely has one. And literally you just put your, I don't, Robinhood doesn't have auto, I mean, doesn't have robo, doesn't have a robo account. You know, so this is literally something where you just fill out a form, five minutes, what's your risk tolerance, things like that. And you just put in the money and it's like having a financial advisor. The AI is going to rebalance your account for you. And you could do this all the while. You're like, okay, let me start studying. Let me focus. Let me get the knowledge. You don't have to disagree with you, bro. Yeah. I got I got I got to disagree with you, bro. Um, oh, when it comes what? to something as yes, and listen, when it comes oh. to something as important as your financial future, you should not trust anybody but yourself to make your own decisions. Don't trust an advisor, don't trust a robo advisor, anything like that. Before you even open a brokerage account to invest your hard-earned money, do your research, do your homework, do your due diligence to know exactly what you're getting into before you. Listen, I still count my money when it comes out the ATM machine. I'm not trusting trusting, trusting anybody to manage my own. I don't know. Fair point. No, I'm going to shoot Mike a little bail because uh, I am uh, an advocate for robo-investing as well. Now, when you go on these platforms, I mentioned them earlier in the UAE, there's Sara in Canada. We got Wealthsimple. When you go on these websites, there is a whole host of information. Yeah. Now you can understand what a what an index is. You learn um, how what rebalancing is, and then uh, there's just a wealth of a wealth of info on these websites. So before you put a dollar in, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Dame. Um, but make sure you understand what these platforms are doing, and what these oh. what these platforms are in, in emerging. Um, you're being emerged too. So um, yeah. kind of like a balance of both things that you guys are saying. I'm just, I'm just that against, I'm just totally against savings account. Like I haven't, you put anything in my savings account in years. Like I mean years because what is the highest interest rate on a savings account? Is it probably it's not like two percent? But not maybe even, if you're not lucky, even, like not it, even one percent. If you got, if it's like some introductory kind of thing, and like, like, like oh, join us for th- exactly. Yeah. And and to but me, the, these robo these robo advisors, they're so safe that bare minimum, the AI is gonna get you to six to eight percent. Like I haven't yeah. seen any robot advisor get you less than that. You know what I mean? Even in a yeah, but, even in a down market, like I haven't seen them take a L like you're going to get like a 4% at least. So yeah. All right, but Mike's not talking about your emergency fund. Cause your emergency <laughs> fund got to be at least three to seven months. Right. In a quick, quick to be um, a quick place to be accessed to these robo True. investors. Uh, yeah. It takes like what, like 
maybe like two days to, 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 to pull some money out. So yeah, in most cases, right? So you do need mm-hmm. to keep that savings account just so you have that quick access in the, in the event there's an emergency. So yes, Mike, we just got to make sure we're clear on everything because a lot of people are tuning into this. All right, so we got an emergency fund taken care of. We, we know what we're doing with our, our future or long-term goals. And uh, Dame Dollar, that's your new name for, for Black Pants from the Black Sang Podcast. Dame Dollar just, you know, he just introduced us to something that we all going to check. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out for sure. For sure. Get with it. Get with it. I, t- I told him earlier, yeah. I just got um, my principal back because I, I went in and, and to be fair, Damon, he, he, been t- he sent me the video. I even sent you the videos. He sent me yeah, the videos. Yo, that's the wave. He's sending me screenshots. And if you're not willing to put in that time, don't you just jump put in that work. You know what I mean? So I ended up losing money. I just saw the good side of it, and I didn't have any strategy, any principles. You know, I wanted it kind of handled for me. Low-key, I was like, yo, damn, I'm going to just lose some money. And just- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got, I got that. I got that one a lot, man. I definitely yeah. got that one a lot, yeah. Well, you got to be willing to put in the work. And now I've kind of revisited. You sent me a bunch of links now where the, the I guess, uh, you know, it was a different kind of guy that was teaching it. And that kind of caught my attention. So now I'm like, okay, let me do this. And I'm developing that strategy. So I'm back in the, not the green or the red. I'm just back at square one. So let's see the, my options journey, how it turns out. But that's good, though, because, you know, you had a, you, you learned a lesson early on where you necessarily didn't lose too much, you know, if you start playing with large amounts of capital. Um, so it's good. You learn um, early on to help you navigate, you know, once you start, uh, you know, once you start getting more into it. Exactly. And then, well, wait, well, um, before we wrap up, tell me some of these new platforms that you're using. Put, put us up on game. What's the new platforms or how is this information spread as well? Because I feel like with options, it's kind of like that group economics or that group learning initiative that's going on, which I really haven't seen ever. And it's like investing. And now I'm starting to see this where like people are kind of trying to help each other and things like that. Like what platforms are you on, Dan? Uh, in terms of like networking platforms, I'm using um, Slack. You know, I have a few Slack groups that I'm in where, um, you know, we're sharing plays, we're sharing information. You know, sometimes we jump on and we do live trading together. Um, I'm using um, Discord. You know, I do use like one or two Discords. Again, it's, they, they all kind of serve the same purpose. Um, and then more recently, Clubhouse, you know, we kind of do, you know, a lot of the same things. But, you know, you're networking people from networking with people from all over um, okay, the country okay. who have similar goals. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a new one, guys. Clubhouse. Hopefully I'm going to get on that soon. Check out what that's about. But I've been hearing a lot of good things about that. So, you know, and then where, where could people find you at? Because I know you're doing your thing, too. Like you've been killing it. And a lot of people are looking for your guidance. You, you're almost becoming like a, a legend out here in social media. You know, you want to uprise. No way. No way. <laughs> you know, where, where can people find you at? Like what's your platforms? Let us know. Uh, IG, Dane Bond, um, Dane Bond TM also. Um, two different IGs and then Twitter, Dane Bond TM also. Okay. Yeah, I think I got to get back on Twitter. It seems like everyone's making the shift back from IG back to the Twitter world. Yeah, low, low key, I kind of got back on Twitter because I have <laughs> my Snapchat. So I'm like, I'm back on Twitter just, you know, 
talking my ass yeah. my random thoughts. You gonna you gonna you gonna plug it? You gonna plug it? Oh my nah, I wanna change my Twitter name, so once uh, I figure that out, then I'm gonna plug it. But, but I'm back yeah. on. I'm logged in. <laughs> yeah. But uh all right, so now we we talk a little bit about money. One of the things that I came across was something called Start Engine and um it's just a new way that uh, companies can launch to, to get funding for like before the IPO stage. So something I actually heard on the, the Breakfast Club I brought to, to Mike, it was something called Fanbase. So I went on Start Engine and there is uh, like a ton of companies there looking for uh, seed money. So if you got a few extra bucks, you know, it's, you know, once these companies sell, you know, you could multiply your money. So that's something else for you guys to check out out there. But, uh, all right. So now got a challenge to the Canadians out there, you know, make sure that you send this episode out, you know, lots of jewels in here and make sure we do better than America. You know, when it comes to politics, we're kicking their ass, you know, but, uh, let's do the same thing when it comes to this podcast. Shout out Trudeau. <laughs> uh, yo, Dane, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for dropping, um, these jewels. And yo, like I said, go check him out, man. He he has great advice on just, you know, um, getting into the option games um, as far as, uh, you know, even materials, resources, go check him out. And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Yeah, for sure. This is going to have to be another episode of this because I know the DMs are going to blow up crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can do another episode. I'll give like some actual breakdown, some of my, you know, strategy that allows me to, you know, see 500, 600, 700,000%. Um, you know, I definitely like to break down some strategy for the people. Definitely. Sure. And then Mike is, now that Mike's at square one again, he could just show us his growth from now, between now yeah. and that next. I'm, I'm, I'm following, yeah, he, he got me on the right path right now. So we're going to see, <laughs> we're we going to have part two. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah sure. Oh, yeah. Before we sign out, we don't mess with Forex, all right? Everyone just stay away from that nonsense, all right? That's the uh, number one thing I get hit up with. All right, Black Sand Podcast, signing out. Appreciate you, Dame. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me, fellas. All right. All right, peace. Peace. All right.